Welcome back to Are You Wearing Pants? where we check in via Zoom on personalities in the advertising and media world to find out how they're coping professionally and personally during the pandemic and the harsh long-term lockdowns we're all experiencing. As we record this podcast, much of New South Wales and Victoria are still in hard lockdown after many months. And news of Australia's tough lockdown rules are making headlines around the world. So how are we all coping working from home? How are we managing balancing family and work life? And how's our mental health doing? In this latest episode, Ant Melder, co-owner and creative partner of Coffee Cocoa Gunpowder, tells us how he and his business partner CK launched their agency just a few months before the pandemic hit. Having just moved into their fantastic new office space, lockdown rules came into effect and they had to move straight back out again. Here's Ant's story. First thing I was going to say, would you mind introducing yourself um, so that we know... Who you are. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Who are you, Ant? So I'm Ant Melder, creative partner at Coffee Cocoa Gunpowder, also known as Coco Gun. Is it officially shortened down now or is it still? It's not official because we haven't changed our stationery and our email signatures, but all our friends and you know our mates in the, in the business and our clients all call us Coco Gun. So now the interesting thing that we wanted to talk to you about, Ant, is you literally started the company as the pandemic hit. Um, am I right? Uh, just a little bit before, like we were just kind of, we were, we were getting some, some traction and we were just sort of in takeoff mode. So we were up there kind of going, yeah, we're about to hit sort of a good velocity here. And then that, um, then that first lockdown hit and that, um, that sucked, that sucked big time. There was yeah, all sorts of, you know, suddenly things went off a cliff and clients were not there anymore. And, um, work was on hold and, and all of those sorts of things. And, you know, we were just building the team and suddenly the team were like, oh, shit, what's going on? So that, that was horrendous. Um, but luckily we managed to sort of steer it through just about and turn a corner. And then like after that first lockdown, we turned that corner and then uh, we were going great guns. And again, it was like, yeah, we're back on, we're back on track. This is awesome. And then after the last year's 2020 lockdown finish. Exactly. We kind of were like, yeah, we're back out. We're, we're, we're pitching, we're winning, we're doing stuff. The, the things that were on hold suddenly were off hold and it was all, it was all going good. And then whack comes the second, the second lockdown. But having said that, the second one's not been so bad. I think because we did the first one and we were, you know, as you got probably the same for you guys, you're kind of, you're prepared, you're ready. The team kind of knows how to work efficiently and we're, we're better, you know, we're better versed at working remotely and together and all that, that kind of stuff. So it's not been quite so bad this time. It's just... Um, so when you yeah. kicked off, were promises broken by clients to say, oh, you know, this has happened, we're out? Or did you have clients settle in and continue to work through that? Yeah, no, no, it wasn't really a case of promises broken. It was more just stuff on hold and... Um, you know, projects and uh, plans that were were in place just just changed. Basically, you know, there there was a whole bunch of excitement around the you know three or four or five different projects, and the, the projects kind of evaporated. And th- that wasn't anyone's fault on our side or or anyone's side, really. Just um, things changed. Do you think that's because the messaging feels like when when the pandemic hit, and also with the lockdowns, like you might be ready to go out there with a new campaign, and then suddenly you're in lockdown again. The mood of the country is different. How does that affect the campaign that you're putting? together does that sometimes just completely steer it in a new direction you just go oh, this isn't relevant anymore or uh, exactly exactly what you said nick it's like you know for, as an example i won't mention exactly who this was for but we're working on a big thing big brand very important topic in society and so on 
had some great work on the table that was really loved and was sort of moving up the chain and progressing nicely. Uh, but suddenly, boom, lockdown comes and COVID and suddenly that topic that was kind of a big deal, just it's not that it was not important, but it just suddenly wasn't the priority because people were like going, oh God, how do we stay in business? How do we keep everyone in jobs? How do we... How do we keep going? So we suddenly like, that's just like, we're going to have to move that one to the side for now. So taking it right back when you kicked off, obviously you've had some pretty heavy hitting jobs over the last 10 years and many agencies. You started off and then suddenly were you working from home on your own? Was that how it rolled out? Do you mean when we first launched the agency? Well, you know, after you've launched, you've then got to go put brakes on where we can't go to our office. Did you have an office already to you've go? You've just reminded me, Dan, yeah, the... Um, oh. God, oh dear, <laughs> bringing back some bad memories for you, mate. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. We'd literally, uh, the week before the lockdown, we signed um, the lease for our new, for our lovely new office that we love. I think we've been in the office for about three days and we are going, oh wow, look at all this space. We've got a cool office. This is so awesome. You know, and the team was in and it was like, oh, let's put some art up on the walls. And, you know, where do we put the, you know, my kids are talking about where do we put the PlayStation and all of that stuff. And then suddenly, um, yeah, we couldn't, you know, we had to send everyone home, had to go home and no one could be in the office. And um, Have you been working from home and are your family all at home? How's that going, you know, from a personal point of view? It's pretty grim. It's a bit boring and a bit, and, and it's hard work and frustrating and all of those things. But every time I feel a little bit sorry for myself, I just kind of think, oh God, what about the single mum in the top of a tower block with four kids in a small apartment and all of that stuff? So, you know, it's kind of... Shouldn't complain too much, but it is, um, it's, yeah, it's just difficult and frustrating and, you know, hard and all of those things. And yeah, my, my wife's got quite a full on job as well. So she's there working from home. I'm, yeah, I'm, she's on Zoom all day. I'm on Zoom all day. The kids are on Zoom all day. So the, the, uh, the broadband's creaking and kind of you know, lagging and getting slow and you're getting kicked off, kicked off the, uh, off the internet in the middle of pitches and all that sort of stuff. Or, or you're pitching and the kids are coming downstairs saying, can I have some cheese on toast and all of that, all of that fun. So as a, you know, a leader, it's your agency with CK and you've got a bunch of people relying on you. How have you found dealing with the staff? I mean, are they upbeat and positive and, and productive? Uh, productive, definitely. Productive is a mega tick, a, a mega tick, tick, tick. Um, uh, upbeat and positive is, yeah, it's hard. It's a challenge for everyone. You know, it really is a challenge for everyone, you know, as a leader, sort of leading an agency, you know, you, you know and no one's feeling sort of great all the time. But we just, yeah, we just do what we can. And, you know, we're a small agent, smallish agency. Um, so, and, you know, we've got a real family vibe. So everyone's looking out for each other. Everyone, like, yeah, in terms of productivity, everyone's just working hard, maybe even harder than we were before. But everyone's just got very good at being very prompt to meetings, to Zoom meetings, obviously, jumping on, getting stuff done, coming back, checking in, all of that stuff. The one thing we have done, I think, has been we've put in an hour from one to two that's sacrosanct, no screen time, to allow everyone, including me and CK, to just kind of get the fuck out of there and walk around the block or just just at least stand up, get a sound. Otherwise, we were finding that all of us were sitting there kind of you know, leaning into these Zoom calls, your back aching, you know, you've got your tracky dacks on, your sandwich, your plates with all your crumbs are sort of all around you, these cups <laughs> of tea, and you've not left that seat for four hours or whatever. So that 
sort of hour in the middle of the day has been has been yeah a, a real sort of game changer for us. That's a great policy, Ant. That's a really good idea, and it's it's hard to switch off. Like even though you are at home, you've got work. You know, you've got meetings coming up, or you may have other things going on. So it's really hard to sort of work out where you are, and and you know you may have a call coming in an hour or something like that. So you really cannot um, relax at all. And to be able to take that time, just that one hour, must be must be great for the team. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's really important. Otherwise, I, I don't know about you guys, but I've been finding you know, even outside of that hour, just the weeks because we're quite busy as well. We're pitching on stuff, and you know, we're actually doing we're actually doing quite well. And yeah, we're quite busy, which is good. We've got some interesting stuff happening, but um, just because we're busy, the the working from home thing, I just find it, and I think the team do as well. Just find it actually a lot more draining and hard work. And by the end of Fridays, when we kind of all check in for a Friday, like wow, that was a bit of a week. Everyone, it is a bit of a. Ooh. That was a, that was pretty full on versus I don't know versus a, a normal week. I spoke to a producer down in Melbourne and uh, I said to her, "How are you going working from home on the Zooms?" and she said, oh, I fucking hate it. And she was saying, when I'm in the office, I can walk from one end of the office to the other end to go and get a cup of tea or go to the loo or something. And she'll have three meetings on the way, talking about something, some little project, you know, oh, do we need to do a little, and then another couple on the way back. By the time she's got back to her desk, she's got on with it. But now everything's set up on a Zoom. You've got an hour set aside and 10 people all jump on or whatever it is. Do you feel like the Zoom world is more efficient or less efficient? Yeah, it's probably more efficient and it can be done, but I'm with the producer. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I'm like, uh, it can be done, but that doesn't mean it should be done because, uh, you know, CK would tell you this as well. Like, We didn't really start an agency to sit in a room, a kitchen table, kind of talking to people on a screen. Um, the, the, you know, the reason we, we sort of wanted to do this is because we just, we love this business. And the thing, one of the things I love about the business, aside from, um, you know, the work that you can do, is just the day-to-day of being surrounded by kind of smart, clever, funny, stupid people. Exactly. And like, that's, all, that's all part of it. So you put, you take all that away and you're just kind of efficiently doing work on a screen. That's... Um, that's not the real deal for me. So, yeah, and for me, the environment, the atmosphere, the being together, you know, coming and working with you guys or working in the agency, we, we've kind of, um, we've intentionally kind of got this office and trying to create a space that people want to be, including our clients actually as well, that want to, you, you get an atmosphere and you get a vibe when you're there. So take that away and it's kind of, half an agency to, to my mind well that's the thing I mean I can remember getting my first office when Nick and I uh, started and it was it was so special to be going into this place and getting it going and, and we're starting to think oh we'll put this sofa here and there. you know and it is a it is a big moment and you can't wait to get in there and get the team together and when you know you're just literally turning on a zoom it does make you feel quite differently and with you you've got a whole load of staff and people and you can't bring them in and go hey this you know Friday we're going to do this and you can't do that because everybody's working from home. Yeah, they're bringing everyone in. Like, nothing beats, um, trying to think back to when we first got the office and we kind of were all standing around on, a, on an early pitch that we were working on. But that idea of there's a bunch of stuff stuck up on the wall and we're kind of all crowded around and we're like, this one, no, this one, let, let's do this. And that kind of pitch energy, you can't, you try and do that on a Zoom and it's like, oh, hang on, you're on, you're on mute and oh, hang on, let me, oh, you're talking over that person and there's too much going on and, yeah, it doesn't, I don't know, just it can be done, but it doesn't work as well. Yeah, last Friday we had a, um, 
fuck, it's been such a full on week. Let's have a let's have a beer. So we all got together for a beer at four o'clock, which is nice to take a break and have a beer. But again, like as you know, like there's a different sort of having a beer, sitting around having a chat and kind of you know properly in a, in a pub or whatever. Or you know, oh, this was a beer over Zoom, a, a, yeah. a Zoom beer. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah, Zoom beers are okay. You know, we'll take what we can get. Right, better than nothing. At least we all stop to get together. But you know, you just at the end of the day, you're sitting there in an empty room looking at a screen. So tell us the story about Louis. Yeah, yeah, that's a funny one. So when we did our last session together, um, it was quite fun because um, when we got Louis on, we had a little chat to him and he was down in Melbourne and we were quite surprised <laughs> to discover that he was down there. <laughs> What's the story behind that? Yeah, I'll give the little story. So Louis, uh, Louis Clark is, uh, yeah, is an awesome um, awesome copywriter here at Coco Gun. Very, very talented young writer. And a, yeah, and a top bloke. He's probably going to kill me for saying this. He, he, we did a shoot for a, for a client down in Melbourne. So he went, down with a director to, to do this shoot and uh, while he was down there he met a young lady and uh, sparks flew and and so on and so a, sort of a, a little relationship was struck up and then over the following months he, Louis was popping down now and then weekends or every other weekend or whatever and then he sort of popped down recently or not so recently now six months ago or whenever it was for, for a weekend to, to visit his, his lady friend and then lockdown hit borders closed and uh, Louis trapped there and he's kind of yeah so he's basically been there for god that seems seems like years it's only been months but he's literally been down there for you know since a, a week before lockdown and he, he just can't he cannot get back so he's got his one pair of jeans and his one you know couple of t-shirts that he's taken down there so he's yeah it's great he's, story uh, he's probably loving it but um you know it just goes to show that zoom and the way we communicate these days is actually you know managing to work and you know, he's in a completely different city and coco gun is carrying on and, and he's involved yeah he's cracking on he's doing you know, come up with these amazing scripts and stuff that he writes. So it's, like, I mean, it's actually not been a problem. But like, yeah, we were chatting the other day, and like we were saying, what's your favourite thing about your job? And like, you know, Louis was saying, oh, my favourite part is just actually sitting around in the office when we're supposed to be working on a brief, but then suddenly, you know, when you're sort of working on something, and then you just start talking shit, and you've kind of suddenly you're like, oh, we're supposed to be doing something here, and we're just talking bollocks. <laughs> Would you be able to um, tell us about one project that you did during a lockdown or during COVID that's been really interesting and, and maybe something surprising that's happened from that project or the way that project came about? Has, has any of your jobs been affected in a good or bad way by lockdown or the pandemic in general? Yeah, yeah. I'll quickly tell you about two things. So one sort of one's got a happy ending, one's waiting for a happy ending. So first lockdown, we were working on a big thing for Anti-Slavery Australia, this human mark project that you you guys know about it. yeah that was fantastic yeah we were about to launch that and that was all around this pop-up store that we created in in oxford street so that was a very much a physical kind of activation physical experience but yeah literally a month before we were due to go live with that the first lockdown happened and you know at that point absolutely no one wanted to be in a small space picking stuff up and touching stuff so that went on hold for and we were devastated because we've been working on it for ages with the glue society and you know, doing all the designs and getting it all ready yeah, so we had to. It was all kind of ready. We had to just kind of park it at the Glue Society and just kind of get it all get it all ready. And client loved it and went, look, don't be downhearted. Let's just wait till we can. Lockdown lifted, and and then lockdown did get lifted after. A, uh, God, how long was that lockdown? A few months. And um, yeah, we just got it back up and running. Waited for the time to be right so for people to be allowed to go out and to 
to be in spaces and got it running and yeah, ran that. And it was awesome. Like, we, you know, we're so happy with how that came out. So that was amazing. Well, it's fantastic that the client, like you said, don't be downhearted. They got behind you and the campaign and they wanted to make sure that it would happen. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of things that have literally just fallen by the wayside. Oh, you know what it's like, yeah, when, when there's a gap and there's these things, these projects that you love and then suddenly like, oh, it gets pulled or it doesn't happen for whatever reason. So, you know, we were just so happy that that one went ahead. The other one I was going to talk about was, um, I won't mention the client, but we've got this um, big ad we're doing, which is also awesome. And... Basically, we shot. We shot about about half of it. We shot about half of it, but we haven't the basically the the big end scene. There's a there's a famous song that we're using in it, and then the big end scene involves a children's choir. Now, literally from the moment the first lockdown started, they kind of went no choirs. Choirs are not allowed because of kids in rooms and singing and whatever. And then the choir thing was lifted for a couple of days. We're like, oh, quick, let's get it together. And like, oh no. Then it was closed again. And we sort of every time we were watching these. Uh, the restrictions for like, oh, what, you know, and they'd be like, oh, choir's allowed, not allowed. And, oh, let's do it. Oh, no, we can't. So still to this day, we can't finish this ad because we can't get this bloody choir bit shot. And um, it sucks. So on a kind of larger, broader scale, obviously Coco Gun's going well. So you sound very upbeat and obviously the team are doing their stuff for you. What do you think all of this we've been going through in Australia, how do you think this affects the industry? Do you think advertising itself is changing or will change? How are we going to come out of this? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's a big question, isn't it? Um, I... Um, I've got a couple of hopes. I, f- I feel like I'm hoping that once lockdown gets lifted, because like, we, like I said, we're busy, it's going quite well, but one thing that's really frustrating me is we've got a bunch of things on hold or sort of semi-produced or just in pre-production that we can't hit go on and uh, they're starting to back up a bit and that's stressing us and we're like, oh God, let's just, you know, we've done the casting, we've done it, like we just need to permission to get out there and shoot the thing. So there's a bunch of that stuff. Um, but I'm hoping that once this thing lifts, we'll be able to dive into that. And, you know, that's, that's, that's Coco Gun. I'm thinking that, you know, all of the agencies out there are in a similar position where there's stuff, you know, signed off and ready to roll. So I'm hoping that for the industry, it means that the back half of this year, sort of once we, once we lift this thing, we're all going to be busy doing stuff. You know, we're going to be working with you guys and all the production companies are going to be busy and, uh, you know, we're going to be shooting stuff and making stuff. And I'm hoping that's going to kind of create a, a, a really good end of year and then some great work coming out of the back of it, maybe towards the end of the year and next year. Because I think, like we were saying, we are carrying on and there is stuff and people are cleverly doing workarounds and, and all that. And I mean, I think producers, like, you know, people like you guys and producers are just amazing because there's people problem solving left, right and centre. Well, we can't do this, but let's do that. And we can't shoot but let's try this all of these different things but once the gloves are off and we can go back to something like normal I think there's going to be a lot of work and there's going to be a lot of good work coming sort of yeah end of year early next year well that's good to hear one question that Dan and I wanted to ask was just about the vaccines and stuff like that like um, we're running a small operation here but also you know we're concerned about everyone's health we don't want to um, impact on our own families or our clients or anyone else and um, we're just curious as to whether you have any policy policies in place concerning vaccines and how you approach that conversation with your staff because we were just saying today oh you know how, how do we feel about it like if someone came in here do is it okay to ask someone if they're vaccinated um and what's your standpoint on that yeah geez that's yeah that's a really that's a tricky a, one good and tricky one isn't it yeah the thing we've been doing with the whole that the entire even before vaccines in terms of 
people being in the office or not in the office and all of that stuff is just to try and take the emotion out of it, just following the sort of the strict government rules and saying like, well, they're saying you can't be in the office, then that, let's be, unless kind of err on the safe side as well. We don't want any of the team to feel, um, you know, unsafe or anything like that. So that, that's what we've been doing on that. In terms of vaccines, like I think fortunately we're not had to having to have come up against that conundrum because every like pretty much all of us are now vaccinated you know being a an old fart i think i was the first one to be double vaxxed but everyone was sort of working their way through i think everyone's had their first one in the team and everyone's just very positive and excited to um you know to get the vaccine and just feel like they're doing their bit and feel safer and all that stuff i just want to get on with i just want to get on with things and want to get back to some semblance of normality so for example my my kids 12 and 15 they're getting their vaccines next week um, they've both got quite severe asthma, so they, they they're kind of getting it early-ish, earlier than some of the, some of the younger kids. Um, but like my my oldest son is just like really excited to get it done, and he doesn't really like needles, but he's just like, oh, Jesus, want to get back to normal and get to school. And we got some tickets to a to a, a gig next year for he's really into Tyler the Creator. And my son Oscar's like, oh, get got get my vaccine and look forward to my concert, my Tyler the Creator concert in July next year. But you know, just normal stuff that you can do. Uh, when you're working from home, you, what do you do? Have you got a playlist going on in the background? Do you have music going on? And when you finish work, are you keen to jump straight into a Netflix series? Or what, what have you been doing to sort of break up that moment from when you've finished work to being at home now? Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a good one as well. Um, in terms of music, I've got, I don't know why it is, but it's just kind of my COVID comfort blanket. But I've got this Boniver album and a Frank Ocean album, Blonde album. And I've just had those two, those two albums on like repeat, uh, like record turntable. And I've just had, I think it's because it's easy to just kind of hit start and it just plays again. And I don't know, they've been kind of, those two albums have been this calming music that's been in the background and uh, for the whole, for the whole time, for some reason. Um, and then in terms of, um, yeah, finishing up, because it, it's weird, isn't it? Particularly when you're working at home and you're, sort of, you're, you're in the same physical space and also can like, um, I think like traditionally it's moved to a different location and then crack a beer but as as you guys know i don't drink alcohol anymore so you don't get that sort of uh, you don't get that like oh pouring a wine or whatever so yeah there, there's the full stop now yeah. i'll have a beer and you know talk to the kids or whatever but, they, but they've been there the whole day and you you've passed each other in the corridor as you're getting sandwiches and stuff yeah, so there's still a like kind of a moment where you i don't know i find anyway we crack open a non-alcoholic beer anyway shut the laptop and um do something with the kids or go for it you know go for a walk around the block or you know something like that try and try and get out of that couple of square foot of uh, physical location and like even like your thing down about stick on the netflix i like a bit of Netflix but it kind of feels a bit oh, it's not depressing a bit much but it's just like you're just in that one room and then you shut the computer and then you have your dinner and then you turn the telly on it's, it's nice to just get like get for a walk around the block so my kids are 17 and 19 so they're a little bit older and uh, our uh, tastes in viewing is vastly different um, but we've managed to find a, an area where uh, uh, every Sunday night Monday night Tuesday night we all get together and watch Survivor and it's our family moment and it's a sort of weird little cheeky thrill that we get to all sit down together and watch it and we haven't done that for a long while 
uh, and I think we're all keen to be doing the family thing. Uh, that's awesome, yeah. I'll chance to tell CK it's her favourite Survivor. She absolutely loves Survivor. She- oh, great. Well, she, she's gone up in my opinion. <laughs> this guy wanted to go on it. He auditioned. <laughs> I, I did audition. I got through the first round and then they interviewed me and I started crying. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I've either fucked it up or I'm definitely on. <laughs> CK's going to be so impressed with that when I tell her that, that you were the Survivor. She's going to be very... Well, that's probably a good chance to wrap it up, and um, thank Thanks so much for uh, coming on to our new show. Absolutely. Always there. Yeah, thank you. And wish wish you and all your uh, Coco Gunners um, all, the, all the best and get through this. And as you say, if there's lots of things backing up, fingers crossed they're all still there and we can get back to work normally. Look forward to seeing you in, in real life, in person, in the studio soon. Thank you. If you've got an interesting or funny lockdown story you'd like to share with us, we'd love to hear from you and get you on the podcast. Get in touch at contact at smithandwestern.com.au. 